Welcome, welcome. You're listening to the Drink a Little podcast, where we talk about exploring the world of wine and spirits while not letting it take over your life. My name is Kelly Doherty. I'm a joyful child of God and a certified life coach. I'm also a wine educator and wine and spirits brand designer. I'll show you how you can navigate your relationship with alcohol and how that mindset spills over into the rest of your life. We'll learn about the world of wine and spirits together, all while bolstering your confidence that you can have boundaries around alcohol and live your most amazing life. This is episode number 15, Celebration. And today we'll do a little tasting and explore the Prosecco from Italy. This Rondel Brut Prosecco, as we'll talk about, how to celebrate without the headache. So Prosecco is a bubbly, so you can't even tell, but it's got this um, hourglass shape to the bottle. And of course, we are drinking it in a fluted glass. The sparkling wine style from Northeast Italy, the Veneto region of Italy. And Prosecco is usually less expensive than champagne because it's made in a different way. You have to have two fermentations to get bubbles into a wine. The first fermentation makes it into wine, and the second fermentation creates the bubbles. And champagne has its second fermentation inside the bottle itself, so individual little fermentations. And Prosecco has that fermentation process inside of a pressurized tank. So it's really two different bottling styles that that cost a different amount, and so they have different results. And the Prosecco is actually going to have a more fresh, young characteristic, more yeasty flavors because of the way it was made. And the size of the bubbles will also be different between a Prosecco and a Champagne. Prosecco usually has larger bubbles, and some people think that smaller bubbles equal higher quality, and maybe small things and small packages are worth more, but it's really just a myth. The bubble size um, does not necessarily, sometimes it does, but does not necessarily dictate the tastiness. So actually the larger bubbles, um, more aromas are given off as they come up through the top of your glass and are released. So my recommendation is to Try some Proseccos, try some Champagnes, try some sparklings from around the world, California, South Africa, Australia. Um, Not all at one time. Please don't mishear me. Don't try these all at one time. But keep your mind open and over time, try different things and see what you enjoy most. The other thing that is interesting on this label is the word brute, B-R-U-T. And so that actually means very dry. And this is such a confusing, my favorite, most confusing area of wine terminology. And that brute is actually drier than something that says extra dry. You would think extra dry means I'm drier than everything else, but it's not intuitive. So I'm going to give you the list right here for your sparkling choices around the world from driest to sweetest. And hopefully I can remember them. So it's brute nature, brute nature, then extra brute, then brute, then extra dry, then dry. And remember, we're getting sweeter as we go. Then demi sec, and then do. 
D-O-U-X. So dew is the sweetest and brut nature is the driest. And the most common things you'll actually see on labels, um, if you're looking at a package store in the States, are going to be extra brut, extra dry, and demi-sec. So that is the quick primer on how to find the sweetness level that you're comfortable with. And there's no right or wrong there. So we will give this brute a little bit of try and see what these large bubbles taste like. So it is a little yeastier than I was thinking, but I would call it, it would be simple. It go, It's a bubbly that goes with everything. This could go with fish. This could go with seafood, salads, something like a salty snack. It's got a little bit of... Um, Got a little green apple, very fresh, light peach, something floral in there, maybe like a a light lilac or something like that. Most of these wines are meant to be consumed when they're young and fresh. So, you know, no need for bottle aging on these or keeping them around. Fresh and crisp and simple, and there's there's nothing wrong with that at all. And the other tip I wanted to share before we get to some coaching is about keeping your sparkling wine fresh and not having that feeling of, I have to drink this whole bottle because I made that big sound and all the carbonation is going out of here. All the bubbles are leaving. So I've got this cool um, tool called a champagne stopper that you can uh, very inexpensively pick up at any liquor store. And it just pops on the top and you clip it closed. And you can have this in your fridge for a couple weeks and just drink glass by glass and it'll be, it'll stay fresh. So that is amazing when you're trying to drink a little. And what bubbles up a lot of times when we think about champagne or Prosecco or any kind of sparkling is celebration. So today we're celebrating 15 episodes of Drink a Little. Why not celebrate? We are a people that love to celebrate, aren't we? Um, Celebrations where we feel a lot more connected to other people and we get together, birthdays, holidays, anniversaries, graduations, all the things. And a lot of times we do use those celebrations as an excuse to overindulge, to overdrink. And sometimes I wonder if we overdo at these times because we're not feeling celebrated ourselves each day. And so I want to share that I celebrate every day and it has not a lot to do with alcohol. And when you celebrate yourself every day and you see yourself for the beauty you are creating in the world or that you can create in the world, You don't need someone else to celebrate with. It's just fine if you do, but you don't need it. And you don't need those excuses to go out and over-celebrate. So you can, of course, go out and celebrate, get your Prosecco on, and you can do it with your head about you as well. You can do it mindfully with your future self in mind and celebrate in your own style. You don't have to have excuses of someone's brother's kid is graduating. To actually celebrate. So, how that looks, if you want to do it every day, is I typically take a moment at the end of the day, maybe journal, maybe not, maybe just kind of talking to myself, um, to acknowledge and celebrate 
This can look different for each of you, but I think it's important to um, to just touch on a celebration, that little bit of a feeling of celebration every day. I've had instances in my life where I'm just celebrating, I'm thankful to be alive, not knowing where I'm going to be next. But there was something in that day that was a glimmer of hope, and that is to be celebrated and acknowledged. And we can celebrate in our minds to ourselves, acknowledge those things that went well in this day in our own way. I can do a little jig. I do like to do a little jig. Um, nobody wants to see that. I get it. Um, I say that funny like, but moving our bodies uh, while we're in that state of mini celebration really sinks it into our subconscious so our body knows it's okay. We're happy and it's okay. It's safe to be happy. So try celebrating yourself in those little ways before you move to people outside of you. A lot of times um, we try to celebrate our kids or celebrate our family um, above ourselves. And you don't even have to tell anyone you're doing it. Just acknowledge and notice the little things um, that you noticed about other people today, that you said today, or that you created today, and mentally celebrate yourself as well as those people around you. Um, this week, I went to give a talk to some people about some wines, um, and I got to talk from a beautiful stage and scared me, really, really did not want to go on that stage. <laughs> scared me once to overprepare and literally make someone else go up there and pretend like it's not happening. Um, so I prepared the day before. I celebrated that I prepared. and. I don't think it went off without a hitch, but after the talk, what I chose to do the little celebration jig about was the little thing of celebrating that I wore heels and there were stairs to get on the stage and I did not go splat. If I had fallen, I'd probably have a funnier story today um, and I would would not have done a little, I would have to dig a little deeper for the celebration, but work with what you've got. I was working with what I had that day and I'm thinking the best thing was heels and the stage. I very rarely get into heels anymore, y'all. And if we get into the practice of starting, ending our days, acknowledging these little things, these little celebrations, um, you might not even say them out loud, but to anyone else, it does really affect your overall resilience when you're in that pattern. It affects your ability to move through the world with joy and compassion. And over time, it really does matter how you put yourself to sleep, what you're thinking about when you put yourself to sleep affects how you wake up. And side note, I really, I have that question of waking up on the wrong side of the bed. If someone can explain that to me, <laughs> who decided there's a wrong side of the bed? What if there wasn't a wrong side of the bed? But and then if you have a partner, like who is currently sleeping on the wrong side of the bed? Somebody has to be. So I just have a lot of questions about that, if anyone can help me there. Um, so celebrate every day and celebration will be your norm. So you won't have to go binge and overdo. And yes, I'm still going to the birthdays and the anniversaries and the holidays. And I do go in with a drinks plan. Think about it 24 hours ahead of time. Write down what you plan to drink and follow the plan. Your primitive brain is going to the party. It needs some advice from your thinking brain 
of 24 hours earlier. So I do have a party tip perfect for bubbly wines like Prosecco. What I want you to do is really notice the bubbles. Notice how they look in the glass and notice how they feel. What is the experience of the bubbles on your palate? Enjoy that liveliness, that acidity, and maybe that lemony tart goodness. A celebration of the senses. Pay attention to the liquid as it passes by your palate and you're less likely to be just downing glass after glass because your ex showed up. Remind yourself, show up every day and celebrate in your own special way. Make it simple. No one needs to know if you don't want them to know. They will see the effects in how you show up in the world. So I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you're celebrating today. I am celebrating these 15 episodes. What a blast it has been to be able to come into your earbuds and spend a little time together. And I look forward to many, many more episodes and meeting you on on coaching calls. And that's the wine we have for this week. And next week, we have one called Alter Ego. This is actually a Margot out of France. So we will see what's up with Alter Ego next week. And I can't wait to see you. If you are working on how to celebrate without the headache, though, I do teach to a deeper level. I have a one-on-one coaching program tailored to your needs where we cover how to stop over drinking, how to love yourself for all the right reasons, and emotional well-being. Go to kellydoherty.com forward slash shears to learn more.